You are listening to MBR and on Mountain Bike Radio. Welcome, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. I am Ben, your host, and with me is a frequent guest over the years, Todd Sato. He is uh, the man who is now leading the ship, but he was originally the guy kind of behind the curtain of the whole whole thing. Uh, but we are going to be talking about Epic Rides, and they have a lot of things coming on. You might have seen their name thrown around quite a bit uh, a couple weeks ago, actually probably a month ago now with uh, the 24 Hours in the Old Pueblo. But they have the Whiskey Off-Road, which is coming up April 27th to 29th in Prescott, Arizona. And the Grand Junction Off-Road, which is in Grand Junction, Colorado, May 18th to the 20th. And then Carson City Off-Road, which is June 15th to the 17th in Carson City, Nevada. And then the Oz Trails Off-Road, which is October 5th to the 7th in Bentonville, Arkansas. And you can go find information. I'll put it in the show notes at epicrides.com. And that shows all their events. This episode, we're probably going to do most of the talking about the Grand Junction Off-Road and the Carson City Off-Road. And uh, we'll we'll catch the rest. So we have some plenty to talk about all those events. So how's that, Todd? Is that a good intro? Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Ben. It's always nice to catch up. Absolutely. And, and listeners, if you're a longtime listener, you know, you've probably listened to Todd talk or us talk several times on here. And I think every time that we talk, there's something new going on. (laughs) I remember back when we first started this thing or started mountain bike radio, you were on early on and it was just the whiskey and well, the whiskey, the white mountains, and you had uh, 24 hours in the old Pueblo. Um, but as far as the off-road weekends, it was just the whiskey for quite a while. And then uh, things blew up. So it's cool. It's fun to see, is my point. <laughs> Thanks. It's fun to do. Yeah. Are you, how are you still staying sane? You have a little boy in the house now. How old is he? He'll be six months, like next week. Well, congratulations. And That's new since the last time we recorded. Thanks. Yeah. We're, his mom and I are stoked. He's cool. He's a good sleeper. We're lucky. Yeah. And, uh, and he's fun, man. Just changes everything instantly. Yeah. It changes. It, it offers a good perspective. It, it forces yeah. you to look at yourself a little bit differently. That's all. Oh it's yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> all right. So let's talk yeah. about, let's talk about what you have going on. First of all, I want to ask you how the, how the 24 hours in the old Pueblo went. How'd it go? Uh, so this was our 19th annual 24 hours in the old Pueblo. And, um, it was good. It was exceptional. It was, you know, I, it, not every time do we have an event and, and am I able to say, boy, that might've been our best ever. But I mean, we got, we got so lucky with the weather. We had crazy, uh, like torrent, not torrent, but we had a bunch of rain the week before. And then on Saturday morning during the riders meeting, the sun poked out and stayed out until Sunday at the award ceremony. And then it started to sprinkle again. <laughs> and in the, in the soil in the Sonoran desert near Tucson is such that it can take, it can take tons of rain and we can ride through it. Or when it stops, then it just becomes hard packing. Just for context for the listener, like you could squeal tires on the course for the next 24 hours. Like it was so hard pack and perfect. And it's just like this ego dirt, you know, the tires hook up perfectly um, you know, everybody just has like a great day on their bike. And so it's, it was very favorable for everybody. Conditions are perfect, not too hot and, um, heck of a year for it. That's for sure. 
24 hour town. How many people, how many people is the entire town for that weekend that you call it 24 hour <laughs> town. It's just a big group of people in the desert, but how many people do you figure? Yeah. We estimate like three and a half to 4,000. It's kind of a hard read because we don't, you know, yeah. it's not like a ticket or anything, so, but um, yeah, there's probably about three and a half thousand, maybe four at, at its height, you know, cause people kind of drop in for the day from Tucson and stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, 24 hour town is sort of this, uh, uh, kind of this mysterious place that doesn't exist any other weekend of the year. We're completely remote down dirt road in the desert and we pop up for a weekend, have a, an amazing time together as a, a community and then, um, tear it apart do a heavy dose of micro trash duty and, and leave until the next year. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. And, and listeners, if you've never checked it out, it's definitely something you should check out. Yeah. They should mark their calendar. I've been there. Sorry. That's they great. should mark their calendar. If they want to do it, registration fills up earlier every year. It opens on October 1st. This year it filled up in seven hours. And so it's, oh. it's crazy because the event is president's weekend in February every year, but you've got to be, on the ball, you got to have teammates. You got to be ready to go. You know, September, you know, end of September, like yeah, it's game time. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Twentieth anniversary. I think I'm. I think I'm even going to be showing up for that. Right. I am no longer putting on my race. It, it for the last several years, it's it's uh, butted up against my fat bike race that I put on in Minnesota, and I am not doing that anymore. So I am open in 2019. Nice. So I might be back. I was back. I was out there several years ago, a 24 hour duo with a, a friend and we did pretty well and it's a lot of fun. So, all right, let's talk about some off-roads because I'm, I'm anxious to see how these all go uh, this year. I mean, the Grand Junction has been around, um, but I'm anxious to see how the end of the year goes at the Oz trails. So, all right, you have a lot of things going on different and pushing the, you keep pushing the pace of like getting <laughs> communities involved and getting riders involved and helping. Like you're just, you're really good at fostering an entire community. I mean, that's very apparent. And I, I want to talk about old Pueblo just because that is a perfect example of how you do this. And I think that really carries over. I mean, you're leading the ship. You have a great team that does great stuff. And by the way, they follow up really good. They're really good to communicate with and stuff. Um, but you're obviously the organization kind of follows where the leader, you know, where, how the leader acts and that kind of thing. So I think it really shows out how you bring all this community together. And so you have some different things I want to talk about. The first you talk about it, but, uh, what is like the, <laughs> the hail, the trail fundraiser and demo days? Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, gladly, man. We're so stoked on the hail, the trail. So, um, so let me see, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to give an abbreviated, make a long story short. Uh, last year, um, Prescott Mountain Bike Alliance approached us. They said, hey, we got permission from the Forest Service to build 30 miles, over 30 miles of new trail, and we need money. Can you bring us money? And I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. And so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, and so then, you know, the, in the next week or so, I was like off on a ride and, you know, where we all do our best thinking, right? And, and I was like, well, shit, I can't just bring money to Prescott. Like, we got to find a way to get money to Grand Junction and Carson City too, because I was thinking of in terms of, of trail projects and we knew Grand Junction has forever wanted this connector trail between first flats and third flats road 
And, and it had been kicked around by the BLM, but it always came down to having the money to do the surveying and all the other stuff, you know. And then Carson City was like shaking their boots because they had record snow last year. And, and they were worried about all the flooding from the snow melt, which would blow out the trails. And so I was like, OK, you know, if we can come up with a way to fundraise for Prescott, we got to come up with a way to fundraise for Grand Junction, Carson City, too. And so there is the, and then enter, you know, Hail the Trail is this program that we kind of cobbled together last year. Um, with support of our sponsors, we gave away three bikes and, uh, and it worked out, you know, in, in its first year and in its infancy really well. We raised like $28,000, um, 100% of the money that comes in that doesn't go to PayPal fees and credit card fees basically um, goes to the trail advocacy groups. So we split the total into thirds and then donated it to uh, Prescott Mountain Bike Alliance, to Cop MOBA and to Muscle Powered. And this year we're back and we're stronger and the, and the program's getting a little further developed and so forth. And so um, now we have four events in the off-road series. And so we've got four bikes to give away and we've announced three of them at this point. Um, and we have uh, brand partnerships with uh, uh, Cannondale, Pivot and Specialized. And uh, each of them has provided a bike for us to donate or for us to, to raffle off that's worth uh, $6,000 or more. So buy a raffle ticket for $5 or, or buy lots of raffle tickets uh, for, you know, increments of $5. And then we'll do a drawing after each event and give away one of the bikes. Um, and then at the end of the fundraiser, our goal is to raise $40,000, which would be $10,000 for each of the organizations. And, uh, and so at the end of it, we'll donate all the funds and, um, and keep on keeping on. I think it's pretty fantastic. I mean, that's just in addition to all of the, the extra people and eyes that get on the, you know, for Grand Junction, for example, all the different people have gone through there just because of the race and now know it's there. They're more invested in what's going on. So you add in the funds and the fundraising on this and bam. Yeah. It, everyone win, Everyone wins. They do. It, it's a great way for mountain biking for, you know, our events, kind of like you said, they're, you know, the events happen on the weekend, but to to donate to the local trails community that then gets put into motion for for the betterment of their trails year round and for all trail users it's mountain biking doing a solid for equestrian and for hiking and you know for all types of trail users it's just i think from a, a community standpoint it just it makes us stronger as a group yeah and exactly. so it's nice to be able to to leave that that legacy there year round and and, and to then also build on it right right can I ask you a question? This is this is kind of off the topic of Hail the Trail, the fundraiser, but you just mentioned legacy, and I'm standing, I'm sitting here staring at my my list of items and the off road items. At this point, for you personally, is this something that now? This is part of uh, something that happens with kids too, I think. But you start thinking, okay, so ten <laughs> years from now, you know. What am I going to look back on myself and be really proud of what I did and what I leave to the next people, whoever, whatever happens with this, if if you do it for the next 30 years, or if you do it for the next 10 and then somebody else takes it over for you and you're just kind of helping out, you know, is that something that you really think about now is like, is this hail the trail, for example, is one of those things like you're doing it to help the trails, but at the same time, you personally, you, you do get, I'm assuming some good satisfaction from helping right? Is this, is that like, is this all, I guess my question is what, what type of, do you really think about the legacy thing for you personally too? Uh, 
I haven't gotten to that this point is yet. A cur- this is completely a curveball <laughs> for you in this it discussion. Is. But I haven't. Yeah. I don't think I've gotten to that point in my career yet. Like we're still okay. building. I, you know, the off-road series. The the idea was always that, in my mind, mountain biking got an unfair shake of the cards, and and it deserves a a, a better, more cohesive community community nationally. It deserves to have a, a national series that represents its its interests and its sport. And and we don't really have that. We haven't had that since Norba. And, and so I've been for better and worse bent on creating this thing and with the help of a, a tr- an army of people. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that we're still in building mode. We've still got another event or two to add to the series in the Northwest and the Midwest. And then, mm-hmm. and then I might start worrying about my legacy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just something, I mean, you, you when you, for somebody like you, I mean, not all of us goes out and does this kind of thing. Right. So when you, when you start talking about raising 40, 50, whatever it is, a few years from now, you'll be up to a hundred thousand for all these different events of like pouring this money back in. I mean, something like that, you have to feel good about yourself and you have to think, man, you know what? I am having an impact and it's, it's a special thing. So I don't know. You mentioned the word legacy and I, it just went off in my head seeing all this list of things that you got going and uh, I had to ask. So now I have a question to ask you, you know, every, every couple of years, I'll just ask you the same one and see where you're at. How's okay. That? <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the Grand Junction off-road because the whiskey is almost full people. So if you want to get in that, I would recommend uh, as soon as you hear this, probably go over the website and get registered if it's not closed already. Um, so uh, May 18th to 20th in Grand Junction, Colorado. It's, what is it, fifth year now? Fourth year? Sixth year. Sixth year. I'm behind the time. So sixth year in Grand Junction. Uh, you, what's going on there? You have new trails or uh, what's what's different this year? What's going on? So, yeah, we've got, you know, with funds from the Hail the Trail program last year, uh, Cop Moba and the BLM got together and have installed uh, a couple of new trails that are connected trails from first flats to third flats. So if you're local or if you ever ride on the West Slope, then you might know like uh, Little Park Trailhead or or Butterknife Trail. And so those are you know those are now connected basically, which is awesome. And um, yeah, Grand Junction is easily the biggest uh, party of the events. Um, we've we're partnered up with the the Four Peaks Downtown Music Festival. So there's a, a three-day music festival with you know, 20 plus concerts over three days on three stages in downtown Grand Junction from Friday to Sunday. Uh, Main Street, the, the entire street, which is where the start finish line is, the Fat Tire Criterium goes up and down it. Um, the Bike Industry Expo, which is a big part of the weekend, will be up and down it. Um, the whole thing's a beer garden. So for anyone attending, whether riding or just you know friends and family that want to show up and have fun and listen to live music, uh, and shop the local retail stores and eat at the awesome restaurants, then you know they can also mosey around downtown with a, a cold beer in their hand, which is kind of cool. Um, and then the trails, uh, as as a buddy mentioned the other day, he thinks you know that Grand Junction is kind of the most understated of all the, the destinations on the West Slope in Colorado. Um, it's a uh, it's you know very high quality riding. It's oftentimes technical, so it's very thought provoking. And um, and we've got three different distances to choose from. We've got the fifteen grand, the thirty grand, or the forty grand. And um, so a mix of of uh, single track, double track, some dirt roads, uh, huge views, 
the the national monument Colorado national monuments out there like that it's there's just so much there to experience and such good quality riding um yeah not a bad place to go for a weekend and just to give listeners an idea cuz what happens on these mm. these podcasts is inevitably we get new people that listen and then they are like man I didn't even know they had an <laughs> event there and then they go out there and they're like wow and then they go tell some friends so for those new people, what can they expect? Uh, just, I guess, distance, you mentioned the distances, but time-wise for each distance, just so they can get it kind of gauge the difficulty. So for the 15, I mean, they're looking at like a couple hours, basically, like what's the average time for like the average person for each of those? Yeah. I mean, they're, look, the 15, the 30 or the 40, they're all challenging courses. Um, that said, they're, the 15 is intended to be for beginners. And so a beginner that you know, wants a challenge uh, should plan on going out and spending probably a few hours, uh, you know, two to three hours. I would say the fastest person is going to be around two hours. Um, and then the average people are going to be around uh, you know, three hours. The, the, the idea behind the, the distances is that you know, as a beginner level mountain biker, you might go out and ride you know, seven to 10 or even 12 miles on a given day. Um, and, and so the, ex, the idea would be that if you come to one of our events that, uh, you can bite off the 15 and you know, step it up a little bit and do it within a comfortable environment. You're going to have our, you know, our operations, our aid stations, our you know, medical and communications throughout the course so that you're safe pushing your boundaries, you know? And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, same thing for the 30 grand, uh, where, you know, you get the, the person who's a little more seasoned and, you might go out and do like a big 15 plus mile ride with their friends on the weekends. They might want to step up to 30, 30 miles and put in a bigger day where you know, they're comfortable riding a lot of different terrains and, um, and will enjoy just a longer effort being out on their bike and riding really good trails. Yeah. For the pros is the, what's the pro purse this year for the Grand Junction off-road? Did that change at all? Well, it's $30,000 for the backcountry event. So the, f- the pros do the exact same course as the amateurs that do the 40 grand. So the pros and the, and the 40 grand, the same course. Mm-hmm. And, and then the pros also do um, a fat tire crit downtown on Friday night. So as we all drop into Grand Junction Off-Road Weekend, um, there's a, a, a big bike party happening in downtown. Again, beer garden for the whole length of Main Street. And, and fat tire crit happening, you know, up and down main street, basically. So, um, $30,000 purse for those folks. And then some preems as well that are going to be introduced from a couple of sponsors, uh, over the next couple of weeks for the, the crit. Cool. Cool. And as someone who's done both and the whiskey off-road, I did, I raced it in the, the Sunday or the Saturday amateur race. And then I've also raced it in the pro people race. And, uh, it's fun. That's that Friday night crit is fun for both, for anybody, for both sides. So watching it is a fun time. So definitely get there in time to check it out and just, it's, you don't get the opportunity to see that very often. And then as for somebody that's actually racing it, you also don't get that opportunity very often. So when you <laughs> do it, it's crazy because the intent, the level of intensity of that race is beyond anything that I've done. I think ever just <laughs> for whiskey. I don't know what the grand junction course is like, but the whiskey course, we go up that this really steep hill and then it kind of levels out, but the, it's just, 
the speed, and then you're just ripping down down these hills through town. Uh, it, it, I just never have done a, a fat tire like a, a mount a crit with mountain bikers, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. But the year before, I had saw I just watched in the sidelines, and it was it was really fun to watch too. So from that perspective, people, if you can get there early, I'd highly recommend it to check it out, and because uh, it's a good time. Yeah, we want. It, it's it's, it's you know I'm glad to hear you say that. That's what we want people to to have. It's just a, a good time from the moment they arrive uh, to the moment that they you know depart to head home to wherever they're from. Like we want them to just have fun and like the crit course. That thing we've we I think it's like seven tenths of a mile. So it's intentionally just super high energy in Grand Junction. It's yeah. like uh, really high energy. That it's pretty flat, but there's a bunch of turns in it. And again, they go down Main Street, so it's like crowd of people everywhere. So it ends up being a kind of a, you know, rip sort and good time, you know? Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's cool. The good, the good thing is too, like you said, is just show up and do it and, uh, or just be there is the best thing people, if you can, I don't know what the hotel situation is like. And if you get, you know, if you sign up late or whatever, but do whatever you can to get close to stay close to Grand Junction, because then you can, you, the closer you get, the better it is because then you can just leave your car go there for the weekend, leave your car and kind of just mosey around town There's without a car. Yeah. There's, there's three properties downtown on main street that are like at the, at, you know, literally at the foot of the event. So that's, it couldn't be more convenient. Oh, could, so get in that. They couldn't yeah. be more well-placed. Yeah, I mean, literally exactly. if you like want to, you know, run back and freshen up, it takes 10 minutes. So it's such a convenient place to be for the whole weekend. And it makes it fun. Cause you go, you go to your ride and you come back and, you know, hang out for a while, have a finisher beer with finish line beers. Everybody gets one when they finish. Yeah, if you have an, if you have an extra couple, yeah, everyone gets one at the finish. But then if you have a couple extra, you can just walk home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, know, you can take yeah. a nap for an hour or two, come back for the live music, you come back for the awards. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of just go back and forth, take breaks and stuff, yeah. safety meetings, whatever. Yeah. All right. So Carson City, what uh, what's going on in Carson City? That's a, uh, what is it, third year now? Uh, yeah, this will be the third year. Third year. Uh we're excited. How did, we're about. What's how that? did it go? Sorry, I'm cutting you off there. But how did it go yeah. last year with the? How did it end up with the snow last year? Yeah. So um, we, you know, when we started the event, like before we ever even had the first year, we put in a plan A, plan B, and plan C course, and everybody agreed. Okay, these are our options, just in case we ever have one of those crazy snowy years. Then we have a plan B and a plan C. And I never would have expected in the second year of the event to use plan C. <laughs> like not just plan B, but after total droughts too. Yeah. They had they had more snow on record in Tahoe than uh, they had they had they've they have not had that much snow on record in Tahoe since the first year of record keeping in the early nineteen hundreds. That's how that's how like epic yeah. <laughs> their snow was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it worked. So you had plans though, so that worked out. That's good. It did. And I, I think that our plan C, what we found was probably like maybe it's a little harder than it needed to be. So if we ever if we ever, you know, find ourselves in that situation again with plan C, then we might modify it a little bit. But instead, um for this year It's looking like plan A this year, right? It is, yeah. Stuff. I mean they're getting they're getting a nice April dumping, but I don't suspect that that's gonna prevent us from getting to the high country in June. And, right. um, and we've actually got a new route too, that we're going to announce, um, without giving away all the details. Let me see here. Um, we've added single track to the beginning of the course. So now it's truly all up and then all down. 
Um, and let's see. So we're going to access one of the probably most iconic trails in America with, with panoramic views of Lake Tahoe. Um, and then go up. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like anybody that's familiar with the Tahoe area immediately knows exactly what I'm pointing at. Um, right. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, so we'll, if not just Google. Yeah. So, uh, I guess what I can say is that we're going to, okay. So we'll, you know, we always start and finish in downtown and we'll roll out from downtown and head up and over, um, using the, uh, the Ash to Kings trail, which is some really good single track, maybe one of the most coveted pieces of single track in Carson city. Um, and, and that'll be a cool way to start the event because it's just really high quality riding. And then we'll climb up Kings Canyon road, uh, which is we're, you know, we're now intersecting it a few miles up, which is nice. There should be like, you know, cheering in the background. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and that's got like just these massive views of the Sierra Nevada. It's just ridiculously gorgeous. And then, um, yeah. So once we get to Spooner Lake, uh, you know, again, we'll go and ride one of the more iconic trails in America and then, and then continue to send our way up to the Tahoe Rim Trail. And, um, and then we're going to piece together some pretty impressive single track to find our way back down into uh, downtown Carson City. So I gave away some of it, but not all of it. I think that right. people that are mildly familiar will understand. And then otherwise, just it's there's, there's definitely a, a heap load more of single track than from the first year of the event. And, um, and I think it'll be really high quality fun for everybody. Why is that? Were you not able to get that initially or was it more of a, how does that happen? Because you know, there's, there's obviously hurdles to jump over sometimes with some of these events and it takes a couple of years to get everyone on board. Was that the case? Did you have to kind of work into that and see how it went? Or was that just try what we can get? How did that all work out with Carson city with getting uh, the trails? And now you have more. Yeah. Carson city has been awesome. The forest service, we had our forest service permit from the humble Toyabi national forest over a year before the first event. No, oh, I mean, like, Dude, everyone has been so welcoming in that community and it's been so awesome to work with everyone. Um, so fortunately, no, we haven't run into like access issues um, so much so that, for instance, the secret trail, uh, which historically was a secret trail because it wasn't legal. Um, <laughs> Carson City just voted last week to acquire the land it's on. And and, and even before that, uh, Muscle Power had gone in and reworked the secret trail to make it a legitimate trail. Um yeah. So just, you know, again, another example of like uh, improved riding for the event and, and, and maybe most notably just the improved or the, the, the punctuated support for mountain biking in their community. Like they're, they're buying land that has trails on it just to perpetuate the trails existence. <laughs> right. That's, That's fantastic. Great. That's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. It. I think they kind of need to do that because the, the initial reaction I saw last year uh, was the, the chatter or whenever you announced it, it was a while ago, uh, was a chatter of like, what's there. Cause I don't think people realize that Carson city was the side was basically on the side of Tahoe, you know, like they, they just see Nevada and they're like, well, there's nothing, there's not a whole lot there, but they didn't realize where even Carson city was. So I, I think, uh, I think any attention they can bring to themselves that way would be really good because they have the goods, obviously but they just don't have the, it's easier to sell like Colorado mountains, you know, Colorado trail or whatever it is 
than it is to say, hey, Carson City, we're like the the place you should go, right? right? Yeah, it's funny. When we announced it, literally people were like, they weren't saying what's there. They were saying, where is it? <laughs> like people, yeah. people don't yeah. always realize that Carson City is sandwiched between Reno and South Lake Tahoe. Like you, you can't drive from Reno to South Lake Tahoe without going through Carson City. Yeah. And, and they're, they're, I mean, it's the capital of the state where, you know, our event is at the foot of the Capitol building with this big sprawling lawn around it. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful downtown. It's an awesome community. It's an incredible community where like, you know, Tahoe's cool, but it's kind of a tourism right, right. centric place, right? So if you go to Tahoe, you might just be a visitor and most people there might be just a visitor. Whereas Carson city, you've got a community, like people live there and, and it's just a, an amazing community of people. The quality of life they have is, is it's really, it's surprising. It's amazing what, what they have going on there. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are listening. Locals are listening to this and saying, telling you to just shut up. They're yelling at you right now. Telling you to shut up. <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, think about it. Like Reno is a, is a cool yeah. town. It keeps getting cooler. You know, like it's been fun to, to you know, visit that area over the last, you know, what, five years now and, and watch it uh, make progress. But like as Reno gets filled in with you know, tech companies and everything else, the, you know, the small town quaint sort of vibe of Carson city just gets cooler and cooler because it's 20 minutes away. I mean, it's like basically a bedroom community, but it's not, it's got its own economy. It's got so many things happening there on its own that like make it plus they really value trails, you know? So it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's, it's worth a visit. That's for sure. Carson city offered yeah. weekend or otherwise just find yourself in the area. Go ride Carson city. Trust me. Yeah, no, I, I can relate with that small t- community ours is a little different where we moved to hayward wisconsin because it's really small and we're we're 90 uh whatever 80 miles from duluth so the next biggest city is it's a little ways away uh but to have that small community where people are everyone is outdoor centric i mean it's hard to get a group ride together at let's say five o'clock or six o'clock at night because everybody's already done their riding some part of the day because they, they do their activities based on when they want to do it in the weather, not work. Their work is like they have different part-time jobs and they kind of work around things. So it's like this community of outdoor minded people. And that just brings a whole different level of things. Yeah. So um, I can definitely relate to a little smaller city like that. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, so listeners, that is June 15th to 17th. You should check that out again. Go to epicrides.com. All right. So this one, everybody knows where it is. The last one in the series, uh, the Oz Trails Off-Road and uh, Bentonville, Arkansas. That's like the hot topic these days. They're hot city. So how, what, uh, what's cooking with that? So before we talk about Oz Trails Off-Road, can we, can we talk about some of the cool yeah. things that we're doing for our participants at the events this year? And yes, like, is it okay? Absolutely. Like, this is your well, show. So you're like, you're like a, you're like a, almost a host at this point. So you can do Well, you I don't want to like overstep the bounds <laughs> on like, you know, on, on, on endorsements or no, something like absolutely. that. But this is some great. cool stuff. Like stuff. No. Endorse away. You have, you have permission to endorse okay. away as much as All you right, want. Check it out. So go ahead. So, um, so Honey Stinger is our nutrition partner for, for edibles for food on, on course. And, uh, Okay. And what they're doing for all of our participants, uh, once you've registered for an Epic Rides Off-Road Series event, really? 
They're going to mail you a honey, uh, a honey stinger waffle. That's really, that's, that's cool. So just in the mail. Yeah. Yeah, dude. In the mail. How cool is that? Right. This is, this is why I'm like so excited right now. So, so in the mail, they're going to, you're going to register, uh, you know, be stoked. You get your confirmation email, you're in, start training or just prepare to suffer. And then, and then within, you know, a week or so, um, I think they're actually going out every two weeks. They're doing batches, but, um, you're going to get a honey stinger waffle in the mail from honey stinger. And, and they're like, the purpose is like, those are, you know, the waffles and they just announced they're doing like a, um, a bar, a new bar that they've introduced. It's pretty cool. I can't wait to try it. Um, and of course they have like all their other, their, 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 their honey stinger gels and stuff. Um, but you get a waffle in the mail. And then the purpose being is that, uh, you, know, you can now start training with their food so that your stomach is familiar with what you'll be eating at the off-road series that weekend when you're riding on the course. So all the aid stations will be stacked with wow. honey stinger. Products. So not only is that a good benefit for people from a, from your perspective, it's pretty cool. You know, each one of your participants gets that, but from honey stinger, that's genius. Yeah. It's like a win-win. I like all the win-win-win situations. So that's pretty cool. That's the idea, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So our, our expos, um, stands, no tubes, of course, is a long time partner, maybe the longest standing partner that we have these days. Um, and, uh, and of course, like we do a, uh, a mailer to all the bike shops in the area and give them like, um, discounted entries, which stands is supportive of. And, uh, and then they also get like, you know, favorable rates on stands products. So if you work at a bike shop, keep your eyes peeled for that mailer with like the off-road series event poster with the sample and stuff in it. Um, but they're also giving anyone that runs stands, uh, products at our events, they give them free stands refreshers on event weekend. So like if you haven't topped off your stands before event weekend and you show up to downtown Grand Junction and you're, you know, moseying through the expo, then you could go to stands with your bike and they'll throw it up on the rack and they'll throw some fresh stands in your wheels so that you're stoked out and ready to go for a ride. Day. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Fox, Fox shocks is doing the same thing. They'll overhaul your suspension for you. And they'll certainly help you set it up too. And, and having suspension that's set up correctly is important. It's the difference between, you know, either having a good ride or potentially yeah. getting bucked off your bike. So how does that work? Do they, do you have to yeah. set something up with them? Like a red, do they have like a pre registration to set up a time an appointment or something? How does that work? Uh, Drop by and get in line. So first one there is it pays to be the what's the word? It pays to be yeah, the early bird. It's a worm. Like is, I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, scary. totally. Yeah. So like you know, expo opens at noon on Friday, and if that's important to you, then I would probably be there at eleven thirty. Wow. <laughs> huh. That's cool. Although I don't know yeah. how much I'd want to be messing. Hopefully you have this done before you get there. So don't show up with some clapped out thing. Just go there. And ask them, just be ready to go there and ask them a couple questions. Yeah, don't expect them to be a magician, right. but they could help you set up your suspension. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. like a two minute. Exactly. Deal, that's right? what I mean. Yep. So, yep. But, but, and you're right, you should not be changing these things <laughs> the day before. No. But if you're that person and everyone knows if they are yep. or not. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then all the, the Hail the Trail manufacturers are going to be there too. So we've got like a you know, huge presence from Cannondale and Pivot and Specialized in the Expos. So, you know, people that want to test ride a bike or people that want to just interact with them, if you own one of their bikes, then they'd be stoked to interact with you. Um, so that's cool. And then Shimano will be there for neutral support too. So if, 
if it's not stands or Fox related, then Shimano will gladly dial in your drivetrain or your brakes to make sure that you're ready to go. And to your again to your point, Ben, you should not be dealing with these things the day before. But if, <laughs> oh, you're, forced nice, to, yeah. <laughs> if you're forced to deal with this, or if you jack something up that like that morning, maybe they're Friday morning, you're riding and you you jack something up or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah anything can happen, right? Like seat post cracks, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we're actually giving. Yeah, I can't say that yet. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's a teaser. So you're giving away something. Who knows? <laughs> It's from Fox. I'll just leave it at that. Gotcha. Um, and where yeah. would people find out about this thing that you're not giving away or not? Where would they watch for that? We will uh, we will announce it, certainly in our social media. So each of the events has a social media page. Whichever one's closest to you, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, um, just go follow that, that event page or follow them all. Um, and then also our newsletter. We, we do, you know, we lead all of our communications through our newsletter. Okay. So what I will do listeners is in the show notes, I'll link, I'll just have a bunch of links to all the different events. And then Todd, if you could give me a link to sign up for the newsletter, that'd be good too. I'll put that in the show notes. Cool. That way, if anybody wants to follow along, at least they can just, you know, they can just sign up for your newsletter to stay in touch. Perfect. So, and then the last thing, and this is like, it's a free tire, like Maxis is our official tire. And they come loaded down with tires and we have this little paper boy. Remember like paper boy, the video game, you know? You- yeah, but you're dating yourself, by the way. Dude. <laughs> so you don't care. If there's one thing I learned immediately when Mason was born is that <laughs> the, my relevance is out the door. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I will now be proud of every year that I gain that I survive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, I completely, uh, completely understand. Yeah. Completely. So we have this paper boy yeah. game and it's like a, the actual physical game. So it, everyone that grew up playing that game, that's at least 40 years old. Um, uh, Hey, we're all like each other out there. And um, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so they get, now you get the real live opportunity. And if you win, you get like a $65 tire from Nexus. And there's, uh, look, my, my nine-year-old nephew last summer crushed it at Carson city. Uh, he didn't know what to do with the tire, but <laughs> but he was stoked to, to hit the the hoop. So so it's another yeah. thing on event weekend like that, and there's tons of pros there. Um, yeah, we'll have at least about a hundred about hundred uh, pros in the men and women's uh, pro categories combined at each stop. Um, uh, quite likely more because we have one hundred sixty thousand dollars cash purse this year across the events with sixty thousand. Excuse me. A, uh, $50,000 purse. No, no, no. $60,000 purse in Bentonville. So back to the Oz trails. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. See, you are, you are a host at this. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to Northwest Arkansas, October. Pretty exciting. It's a, yeah. It's a hot place. Yeah. These days. It is man. They, so they just put out, you know, unintentionally, there was a video that went viral on social media last week of, uh, of, of uh, a gentleman there that is very entrenched in the mountain bike community and, and very involved with making everything there that they're doing so well with mountain biking there. Um, he's, he's the driving force behind a lot of it. And, um, and it's a video of his son riding the a street bike path to school. And, and it's not like, you know, a yellow line next to the curb bike path. It's like a series of doubles and berms and, all kinds of stuff. And it, and it's real. 
Like that's a real thing. Benville has, they have a, a sidewalk that is intended to be used for, for jumping, for, for just cruising on your mountain bike or your BMX bike. Like they've embraced cycling in Northwest Arkansas so much uh, on such a high level that I can't think of many other places where I would want to go and just like let my freak flag fly and ride bikes nonstop. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, can you imagine how many, how many other cities do you think people are going to be taking that video to their, to their local meetings, <laughs> just saying, Hey, why don't we do something like this? Why don't we have this school? So our kids can at least ride what we do have to school, you know? I, I can't imagine how many times yeah. it can be shared just that way. I thought about it for us here. It's like, why can't we have a little intricate, we have a bike path and then we have these trails and we have this small town. Why can't we have like a back route through dirt at least to start for these kids to ride away from the road, from their house to school, you know? Yeah, that would be, I, I got to imagine that, you know, most communities, you bring this to their, their city council or their, you know, supervisors and they'd be like, I'm sorry, what did they do there? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but now you have proof of this. And with the power of social media, if you take it and you start the discussion and say, right. look, at this thing got shared 1,500 times or whatever it was. And it's somebody that's under the, yeah, uh, half a million views, any city person under the age of like 50 is going to take notice of that. Yeah. Right. So it's a good, it's a really good thing for all of us because it's, a, I think it's a good precedent to just be out there and to say, Hey, why not? Well, and so I think that's exactly the bigger point that's being made. So, you know, Benville is, um, like I said, it's in Northwest Arkansas. The neighboring town is Bella Vista. The amount of investment that's gone into building trails and in, in that area and Rogers and, um, and Eureka Springs, like there's, there's there's just this endless flow of investment that's going into trails that are helping them produce you know a world class destination and and it's you know from the outside it's like okay well you know we don't have that investment so how do we create that but you do have volunteers and you do have an ambitious community that's willing to if you can you know cut through the red tape and, and cut them loose you know and and so and then there's also grant funding out there and 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 so Bentonville and 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 them pushing the boundary, you know, and, and what's possible and how to do it. The hard part is doing it for the first time, you know. And so they're providing everyone with a, a roadmap on how to do this more economically, more efficiently, how to take the salient points of what worked and to do that in your community too. And and so and, and they're doing it from the ground up. I mean, middle schools and high schools there have a mountain bike class. They have a, a, a fleet of mountain bikes to learn how to wrench on so that they can not just learn how to ride a bike, but also how to maintain the bike so they can always ride the bike. Um, I mean, they're, they're creating a, a, a mountain bike culture from the ground up. You know, it's not something that, whereas everyone else in America enters it in their teens or, or 20s, they're, they're literally entering it as a very young kid or child and, and realizing that it can be a big part of their life forever. So that's, you know, uh, between the, the A-line, you know, uh, kids are out, are out to school and, and the quality of trails that they're proliferating throughout Northwest Arkansas. Is, um, we're, we're like over the moon excited to launch the Oz trails off road. Uh, it's the championship event of the series. Uh, like I said, it's got a $60,000 cash purse for the pros. Um, our purses are always equal payout. So they're split equally between the men and the women. There's no biases or anything there. Um, so that's a, that's a whole lot of, whole lot of change on the line for them. 
Uh, it's limited in the first year just to 700 riders. So, you know, we'll, we'll probably hit our capacity early at that one. Um, but, uh, the first weekend in October is kind of, it's Columbus day weekend. So it could be a three day weekend for some people. And it's, um, it's kind of prime, prime riding season for the fall. We're like dipping into it from summertime. So it's should be a, a heck of a venue. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It'll be a good time. The community's cool. It's, it's such a fun place to and, visit. Yeah. And you get to visit <laughs> beforehand. You get to go check this out. <laughs> good. Yeah. We were, we were, uh, yeah, we, we were talking today in our, so there's like a whole staff of us here. There's about eight people that are full time. We work way harder than I can, I can ever have, you know, like I, I couldn't appreciate the team here more. Um, we were talking about how we hadn't been to Bentonville in a while and we need to get out there to like pound the pavement and stuff. And I'm heading out soon. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Is, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't hit so far on this so um, far? No, I mean, we've got a few other announcements in the pipe that are like really exciting. They're really big for, for mountain biking, um, some non endemic brands, which have, kind of, you know, it's a big missing component to a successful national series that sustains itself and can continue to grow. And for other industries to take an interest in mountain biking, it's a really big deal, you know, as an effective advertising tool. Um, yeah. So we're really excited, but we just it's need to get a little further deal. along with them before yeah. we can you know, spread the word. So yeah, that's good. You're paving the way because that, from my perspective for mountain bike radio, I, it's good to, it, you know, you have these advertisements or whatever it is, and it's always, it's always, it's always doing the same thing. So from media perspective, you know, we're always asking like the, the bike companies or the component companies or the races or whatever it is to kick in some money, do some advertising, whatever it is. And we're all just pulling from the same rock and you can only squeeze the same rock so much before there's just nothing. Right. And it's just really good to have some outside influence as far as, uh, well, honestly, to have some money from outside sources, so we're not all still squeezing yeah, the same rock. It's, so I invite you to keep doing that. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> it's um, yeah. it's been a process, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, in the beginning, we started. We we're talking about how, like, you know, this the first time that I was on Mountain Bike Radio. We, uh, yeah, we were talking about the whiskey off road yeah. and how it's going to have a cash purse for the first time. And and now here we are. We've got four events and. You know, we're leaning pretty heavy into a fifth one right now that hopefully we can announce you know, late this year for next year. Okay. And I know, dude, it's, <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it's been a process. Like it, it's, you know, it's by all means, none of this is easy. Like, like I said, I got eight people here plus a lot of others that are contracted and otherwise that are working their butts off day in and day out for mountain biking, you know, just purely to throw mountain bike parties so that anyone that chooses to can sign up, show up and have a blast. And, mm-hmm. and it's for the sport, you know, we want, we want there to be a more, um, proper representation of mountain biking on a national level. And we keep getting a little closer. You know, so we're at four events in the series, got a big old cash purse for the pros, which they deserve. And, uh, and, and some pretty darn big bike parties for the amateurs to show up and just have a good time and mingle with the industry, drink some beers, if that's their preference and, um, listen to good live music. Awesome. I think we'll leave it right there. So listeners, uh, uh, go to epicrides.com. And like I said, I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes. So if you have any questions about where to find the Australia off-road Facebook page, just go to the show notes and, uh, 
that's it. If anybody has any questions, Todd, how do they, what's the best way? Just go to the contact page or you have a certain email you want to shout out? Uh, well, info at Epic Rides is a simple go-to. Okay. Uh, we're very responsive. According to Facebook, we're very responsive. <laughs> <laughs> you have a 96% response rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we keep up across all different uh, outlets. It's, you know, info at Epic Rides is probably the, you know, the, yeah, that one will get to the most people the quickest and get a response the quickest. But um, Facebook and Instagram are our preferred social media outlets. And so we can be pinged there as well. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. And uh, people, get out there, any of them or all of them, whatever it is, uh, you should go check it out. Thanks, Ben. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, and have a good day. <laughs>